Hey everyone, I'm Alex Cantor. And I'm Lily Rosenthal. Welcome to our podcast, Hot Pastrami. We are coming to you from our favorite booth at Cantor's Deli here in LA. We're going to invite some of our friends to join us for a chat over some matzo ball soup and pastrami sandwiches. So join us for new episodes of Hot Pastrami every week on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you listen to podcasts. See you soon. Bye. You're invited to I Am The Key One, the most chaotic school dance in the podcast universe. Let's spike the punch, grind to Usher, and recap some of the cutest movies that made our millennial minds explode. Cuties, it is spooky season, so we decided to give you a trick and a treat today. The trick is no new episode. There have been some personal things going on, uh, and we'll talk about it in our next Patreon episode, but because of that, there is no new episode today. But now, for your treat, dig in, hope you're not on a diet, because we are gifting you with a only heard before on Patreon bonus length episode with our guest Sarah Heron of Us Weekly covering I Know What You Did Last Summer. So turn off the lights, get your candy corn, or something that actually tastes good, and enjoy this bonus length episode. Ooh. Hello, I... How do we start? You introduce yourself. I'm Donnie. I'm, I'm Donnie. The- and I, okay. I'm okay. so sorry, Sarah. Okay, here we go. That's okay. a Patreon exclusive right there at the top. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Off to a great start. Go ahead. Hello, I am Donnie and I am the cute one. And I am Chelsea and I am the cute one. And we are here with the cutest one. And that is Sarah Heron, the deputy editor of Us Weekly and host of Here for the Right Reasons Bachelor podcast. Hey. Hey. You said my name right. Thank you. Oh, I thought I knew how to say it, but then I went back and listened to your podcast to make sure I was saying Wow, it you do yeah. research. Yeah, I had Thank to impress you. Well, you, let's right? not get the- too ahead of ourselves here. <laughs> You already won me over. (laughs) (laughs) Um, We're so excited to talk with you. I feel like we've been internet friends for a long time. A hundred percent. When I saw your email, I was like, I think I know exactly where this is coming from. And I double checked. I did my research and I was like, oh yeah, they're, they're hilarious. And I hope I can keep up. Uh, you will, because yeah. we barely know where we're going. So, so you'll be able to keep up for sure. Um, before we get into the movie, Chelsea, I'm afraid to ask, what are you for Halloween this week? Well, thank you for asking. So as you know, my theme for this season is things that scare Donnie. So I'm going to, I brought some supplemental props today. So first I have my brown hair, my red lipstick, my jean jacket. I have my coffee mug and I have my 3000 words (laughs) per minute. And I went in honor of the 22nd anniversary of Gilmore Girls. I went as Donnie Hadfield Smith's personal nemesis, Lorelai Gilmore. Oh, I hate it so much. Wow. (laughs) I'm out. But a great costume. (laughs) And I went as Sarah Michelle Gellar when she gets her hair cut off in I Know What You Did Last Summer. And I came with props of my own, which is just more hair (laughs) that I'll sprinkle on myself throughout the recording. Oh, gosh. Wonderful. (laughs) So that's it. So so let's talk about the week in history when the movie came out. So the movie, which is, I know what you did last summer, in case I didn't say it yet, and you couldn't tell by my wonderful cosplay. The movie was released October 17th, 1997, which 
which tomorrow, when this episode airs, tomorrow is the 25th anniversary. And Chelsea and I did not plan that. I wish we could say we did, but. Oh my God, take credit. That's amazing. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, yeah, we yeah, continue out, to be idiot savants because <laughs> every time something like this happens, I just feel like it's the universe rewarding our idiot idiocracy. Yeah, but this time I think is our biggest payoff. Yeah, like 25th anniversary is a big deal. Yeah, I can't. Normally we like we're like, oh, next Friday is 13 years, but this like this is as if we planned it. And it's so annoying that the internet has taken like a 22nd anniversary, as you mentioned, Gilmore Girls, 13. Like we have we really beat those to death. So 25 Mm -hmm. is at least something to be proud of. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) it's like when couples first get together and they don't have any experience, and they're like, we're one month in. Like, all right. (laughs) <laughs> Tell me when it's real. Yeah. Um, if so then, this is okay. just a PSA, now, now let's just go on a quick little tangent. I play a game on social media on Instagram that if a couple posts a post, like a loving post about each other, that's more than four sentences long, they are going through it. Like if you have a post that starts with like, I just want to take the time for my best friend. And then there's three sentences following that of like all their wonderful attributes. I'm like, Mm. somebody cheated. Somebody's unhappy. Somebody's (laughs) threatening to leave. Somebody's sleeping on the couch. And I just keep my eye on those couples. So, you know, that's smart. I'm going to start adding those to the Us Weekly prep list of couples to watch for breakups. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that'll be my new strategy. That's your reporter. Congrats. (laughs) Thanks. (laughs) Freelance work. We love it. Um, So number one song, this is the first time ever for the podcast. Number one song in the United States and also the UK at the same exact time. I mean, I wish the situation was different, but it was Candle in the Wind. So so that's, that's beautiful, but. Oh my god, we don't need dark. to talk about why. <laughs> oh yeah, very dark. Oh my god, okay. And I last like to week sprinkle you that got, in, Sarah. Yeah. And last week you got mad at me for adding a celebrity death in the mix. <laughs> so, you know, takes well, one to I know one, up buddy. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, and number one in the box office was The Devil's Advocate, which I never saw. Neither. Because Advocate. When it came out, I was only like 11 years old. An advocate always seemed too similar to the word accountant. So I was like, that sounds boring. Even though the devil is included, it sounds like a lot of math. And to this day, couldn't tell you what it was about. If only it was the devil's homeliness, because then you would have wanted to just like coming home. I would have taught you a thing or two. But this movie I loved so much. So when they had the novel at the Scholastic Book Fair, I immediately bought it with the $10 I came sporting. Um, So now I just want to praise the Scholastic Book Fair a little bit. Uh, (laughs) Iconic. So good. I loved the Scholastic Book Fair day. I was always ill-prepared. I never Mm -hmm. came read. Like I knew it was coming. And then I always forgot to like tell my parents or bring home that little like booklet where you Uh. could like clip your money. So I was always the girl that was just like, touching the books lovingly (laughs) like I was like oh one day you will be mine and it wasn't like my parents weren't gonna then like get me the book but there was something about like standing in that checkout line at the Scholastic Mm -hmm. Book Fair that really just made you feel like you were a part of something (laughs) yeah I was the opposite I was that girl who like left that catalog around everywhere so her mom couldn't miss it no matter what it was (laughs) that I was looking for I just like dropped hints throughout my house and (laughs) hope my parents picked up on it and Mm -hmm. I didn't really read but I just like wanted to have the books also to look cool (laughs) I always remember getting a lot of diaries 
oh. at that book fair also and never actually filling them out after like two days because <laughs> they were pretty one time you know how in that little booklet thing they had like the subscription boxes you could sign up for one year I guess my parents were feeling particularly upper middle class so they let me subscribe for a couple months but you could either pick like like a happy meal the boy one or the girl one I obviously Mm. picked the girl one because all the little toys and bookmarks and stuff were like more my interest but then the books were just too girly it was like are Mm. you there god it's me margaret Uh, where's where's the gay boy option (laughs) like that book was a reset though that helped that taught me a lot oh yeah Yeah. (laughs) see that's why I'm so surprised (laughs) sorry <clears throat> this fucking cough is just forever. Um, that's why it's so surprising to me that you never read the book forever. Cause that would have been a hundred percent up your alley. And we've talked I about it. I remember what it is. It's, it was like a, literally about like boners. Oh, you did. Tell it me was that. like, and, and I, it was a girl book. It was, yeah, it was Judy Bloom. It was called yeah, forever. It was about a girl getting like her first boyfriend and they were going to be forever. And it's like her first time doing all these things. And again, I know I've told the story, but like, I, that's something that keeps me up at night is thinking about me just openly reading that book in like a sixth or seventh grade classroom. Like my teachers knew what a little like horn dog I was. And I was just sitting there like second row from the back reading forever. What was this? Were that you was, sniffing the pages too? No, no, that was me opening the book. <laughs> oh, I was very uncomfortable. I didn't pretend to be a mime, Donnie. <laughs> I'm doing the best I can. That was for the Patreon, the videos. Oh. Well, let's <laughs> plug that then while we're here. So if you want to see Chelsea's um, acting, go to <laughs> patreon.com slash I am the cute one, where you can watch or listen to our unedited videos or audio, <laughs> if you choose that option. <laughs> All right. So now I'll give a little background information. And then Sarah, I promise I'll let you talk. I didn't just come here to tell you facts about the movie. for No, I love the facts. <laughs> okay, well, we're not many facts, but okay. the ones we have are prepared. So it was directed by Jim Giuseppe, who directed two Queen music videos and then a Sylvester Stallone movie called I, like E-Y-E, I see you. Oh, so, ominous. Yeah, it's kind of cute. I won't be watching. We won't cover that on the podcast. I won't be watching that. I see what you did there. Thanks. It was written by fan favorite Kevin Williamson um, and based on the novel by Lois Duncan, which wait till we get to the trivia. I have Lois was pissed. Um, This, yeah, wait for it, Sarah. Is this like IMDb trivia? Because I can't get through a movie without reading the IMDb trivia. It is the IMDb trivia. And I don't even like try to change it. Like I'm doing a book report. I say it word for word. So if you get facts from this podcast, you could also get it from IMDb. But we thank you for listening here. I also learned recently that you can submit IMDb facts quite easily. (gasps) I did it myself and I was like, oh, so anyone can be writing things here. I did it for um, the Peacock Christmas movie with Kyle Richards last year. Familiar, yeah. Uh-huh. The North Pole. Um, I found it blasphemy that they didn't have Portia's cameo in the trivia. So I created a profile and submitted it. And within 12, 24 hours, it was um, approved. And I feel as though there was no fact checking. And so now I'm like, everything I've read on IMDb, is it true? I don't know. I mean, I'm going to take it as fact, but yeah. just so you know, you can, you can do it too. Wow. But honestly, that kind of makes our podcast brand even more authentic yeah. that we could potentially be reading Spreading essentially life. like wikipedia facts like we uh-huh. did our exactly. book report based on wikipedia mm-hmm. it feels right mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, sure does. <laughs> so this is our third Kevin Williamson movie on the podcast. So everyone knows about all of his other popular works by now. So instead, I'll tell you about something of his you need to watch if you haven't. And that is The Following, which was on TV from 2013 to 2015. Sarah, did you watch? I just know it's Kevin Bacon. Okay, that's I really watched. all you need to No, you didn't. Yes, Chelsea. I loved it. Loved it. Loved it. Now let me blow your mind, Chelsea and Sarah. I mean, it's more mind-blowing for Chelsea because she watched, but just knowing Kevin Bacon's in it, (laughs) this can blow your mind too. It was the original plot for Scream 4, but then, and it was supposed to be Matthew Lillard as the one in jail with the cult, but then the studio was like, no, I don't think so. So then Kevin Williamson turned it into a TV show instead. Wow. That that show is what great. a guy. Yeah. <laughs> He's done it all. He really really has from Dawson's Creek to the yeah. following and everything and everything and in between. Everything in the middle. <laughs> so the budget for this movie, and I know Chelsea and I have spent this month truly asking you what kind of success rate a movie is for like 10 million. Is that good? This movie taught me what a success is because it cost 17 million to make and it made 126 million worldwide. Wow. Now that's, that's pretty impressive. (laughs) That's a movie. (laughs) Don't worry, darling. Could never. (laughs) I don't care how long the standing ovation is. Sorry, bros. Oh, too soon. Too soon. Yeah. <laughs> For the record, Billy I saw Eichner. both of those movies and liked them, but <laughs> Billy Eichner is going to send us hate mail now. Yeah, then you know you've made it. <laughs> You're right. So the taglines for this movie literally had like 20. I only came with three. What if I read all 20 right now? I'm not going to, but I only came with three. Um, and they are, he's got a hook on them. Get it? <laughs> I get it. <laughs> Don't love. Don't love. Oh, Sarah, taglines are so bad. When you're not reading it on the poster with the like art and stuff or hearing it in the trailer, they are so bad standalone. We've learned it the hard way. Okay. And yet I refuse to cut this part from the podcast. Um, There's another one that says, not all secrets stay buried. A little better. No, not better because the body was never buried. True. It was underwater. So you're True. really going to hate the third one. Oh, if God. you're going to bury the truth, make sure it stays buried. <laughs> Again, he said right, buried, buried twice. And uh-huh. his name is Barry. Isn't Ryan Phillippe's <laughs> name Barry? <laughs> so that feels like a missed opportunity or just silly. I don't know. Oh, my God. They should have wrote it in his. Yeah. If yeah, it's going to st- if you want it to stay buried, stay buried. What was it? If you're going to bury the truth, make sure it stays buried. Or yeah. bury it to begin with. <laughs> right. It seems like oh, there could have no. been a thesaurus involved. So we didn't have to use bury, buried, you know? I think they thought they were doing something. Like when poets try to make a rhyme and they just use the word twice. Like that's not a rhyme. That's the same word. Mm-hmm. Like when but... Kid Rock famously tried to rhyme bottle with tomorrow. <laughs> that's that's literally the opposite of what I just said. But okay. I, <laughs> when did he do that? In all summer long. Not familiar. Oh. I only Drinking know photographs. Whiskey but... out the bottle, not thinking about tomorrow. Oh, that's what the song's called? All summer long. That oh, wow. song tormented me. It still haunts my dreams. I'm going to have it stuck in my head for the next two months, and I did it to myself. I didn't know that was his attempt at a rhyme, but now I'll listen to that song differently now. 
Yeah. Well, Chelsea said it, but she <laughs> practically just wrote an IMDb fact. It doesn't, it doesn't mean it's true. Yeah. But now it is time for trivia. So let's start with Loey. Lois Duncan, as I said, was pissed because she stated in an interview that she was appalled that her book, oh, this is warning, Sarah, this is dark too. She was oh, appalled oh that God. her book, where the characters are only stalked and not killed in the book, she was appalled that it was reworked into a slasher movie because in 1989, her youngest daughter was murdered. And she said in an interview, as the mother of a murdered child, I don't find violent death something to squeal and giggle about. And Miramax Just said, stalking. sorry, <laughs> you sold us the rights, baby. As a mother of a murdered child is so dark as a descriptor. So she thought like she when was you're like, on The Bachelor and it says your job. <laughs> That's hard. She thought she threw her card down. She 32, said, the m- mother of murdered daughter. <laughs> she uh, said, as the mother of a murdered child. And then they put up ace card down and said, I don't care. Uh, oh. I mean, that is so fucked up and yeah. horrifying, but also it's not like she was writing. Like, I don't yeah, know. they didn't turn the babysitter's club into a slasher. Right. Like she was still writing about a stalker. <laughs> right. right. Also, I think one of the best parts of this movie is that they kill two of them because I forgot. Like, it's shocking to, I mean, like I remembered, but like, it's yeah. like, oh, they actually go there, which they don't usually do that in movies. Like yes. who kills Sarah Michelle Gellar? Um, and also speaking of, did you guys ever read like the gossip girl books that were reimagined as slasher film as a slasher movie? No. Oh, they Cicely Von Ziegler, whatever her Uh name is. She wrote gossip girl. And then like years later after the show came out to try to keep it going, she did like spinoffs and stuff. And one of the ones she did was she rewrote like the first gossip girl book and like Blair and Serena were killers incredible worth reading in october if you're trying to get spooky if you're not following along on the patreon donnie actually just logged off so that he could go read that book (laughs) instead of record it's not even available anywhere you're gonna think like i made it up but i swear to god it happened i'll find it on ebay at the very least and then i just find out out we found out recently which i do have to say this on the podcast because i'm still getting dms we addressed it on our stories but i realized like who is going to click through 600 of my stories a day Midnight Sun is a book. I just want to say oh, yeah. we spent oh, it's Twilight about, and Edward's perspective, but we spent about 15 <laughs> minutes of the podcast talking about how petty the author was for never releasing it once to once it was leaked oh. only for then like every, every single person who listened was like, um, but it was in 2020. And we're like, and there is our research level. So yeah, thank so, you. So as always, we thank the cuties for doing the work for us. <laughs> But I will be buying that Gossip Girl murder book. (laughs) And also another fun fact about Lois Duncan. She like wrote her books in the 70s. Like I know what you did last summer was written in 1973. And every 15 years she republishes it and just changes technology. So it just came out again recently where they have cell phones and stuff. That's kind (laughs) of. That's actually really interesting because that totally would change this. That was one of the biggest, my biggest takeaways of this watching it again this morning. With my coffee, I was like, oh, yeah, if they had phones, this would have, one, it would have just been pretty little liars, but also right. um, it would have been much easier for the group. Yeah. And that's the, I know what you did last summer, TV show was on some network recently. Amazon, Hulu or some Amazon. Yes, you're correct. Um, again, thank you for doing the work for us. It was I didn't watch Amazon. it, but the press releases I... run through my head. They live for free, <laughs> unfortunately. I did watch it. And that's, I felt like it was just, I know, I mean, I it felt like it was just pretty little liars because they were just mm-hmm. receiving threats through text i was like okay we've all done this um we've all done this (laughs) (laughs) 
we've all been threatened <laughs> or sent a threat. I actually have follow-up questions for Donnie. Were you on the receiving end or the giving end of those threats? Yes. Yeah, I think we both yes. know both, the answer. Yep. Um, my last bit of trivia is Reese Witherspoon auditioned for the movie. And then after they offered her the role, she backed out and said, no, never mind. But then she suggested they cast Ryan Phillippe instead, who was her boyfriend at the time. Wow. I wonder if that was her plan all along. Mm. I wonder what else she was doing. Like what mm. Reese Witherspoon movie came out this year? Like it was probably post-election, but like pre, obviously Cruel Intentions because they're yeah. in this, half of them are in this. That, uh-huh. and I wonder what she turned it down for. I don't know. Someone let you guys know and then let me know. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm assuming she was, what part was she? The Sarah Michelle Gellar part? Well, uh, that's another, I don't know, because that's another thing I found out is that Sarah Michelle Gellar auditioned for Julie and Jennifer Love Hewitt auditioned for Helen. I need. And then they said flip-flop. I need to just speak my truth. I've been tiptoeing around this, but now I think it's time. Oh, no. I know. I'm I but I need Donnie, our relationship can't continue. Just say it. Jennifer Love Hewitt. Oh is, my God. I thought you were gonna talk about the other one. No, Jennifer oh. Love Hewitt <laughs> is the human equivalent of like a bag of beans. Like she is so bland. <laughs> you think? She's the ghost yeah. whisperer. I know. Chelsea doesn't know what she's talking about. Wait, but- what's so funny though is not this is like so random, but the bachelor, former bachelorette Claire just got engaged today, which is a whole other story. But Jennifer Love Hewitt was one of the people who commented congratulating her. That's sweet. Like, like a bag of beans Old bag of beans. I'm blocked by in. that Claire on, on Instagram, but <laughs> yeah. Jennifer Love Hewitt is in her DMs congratulating What did you her. do to get blocked? I have no idea. It happened a long time ago when they announced Claire was like old school bachelor. And then when they announced her as the lead a couple of years ago, I was in a cab in london went to go be like oh i wonder how many followers she has to like clock it and i was like oh my god a bachelorette without instagram like what a concept and my cousin goes what are you talking about and that's how i realized like i couldn't i don't look her up and i was like a bitch so i don't know so now i just have to stalk her from the us weekly instagram i still see you claire (laughs) 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 haha claire sucks to suck you're not gonna block us weekly no you're not on you congrats on your engagement (laughs) 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 wow who knew Like what you're hearing? Head to patreon.com slash I am the cute one for more. There you can find uncut, unedited, and unhinged video and audio footage of current episodes. That's patreon.com slash I am the cute one. See you there. So now we've reached the part of the show where we talk about what character, if any, we identify as. So Sarah, you can go first. Oh my God. Wow. Hopefully not Anne Heesh. Um, <laughs> I'm just trying to think who do I identify with? I mean, my favorite character is obviously Helen. I'm a, I love Sarah Michelle okay. Gellar. Love me some Buffy, all that jazz. Um, so like, I want to be a Helen, but I'm scared that I'm probably a Julie. Okay. But wishes she was a Helen. <laughs> I think Julie wishes she was a Helen. Yes, so yeah, exactly. That, <laughs> yeah, so yeah. I would not wear that. those overalls, but I also don't <laughs> think I could pull off the crown, you know? So maybe I'm somewhere in the middle. Yeah, I get it. Chelsea? I feel like I am half Helen and half the killer. Oh. <laughs> the fisherman. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah, the fisherman with the hook. That's I it. love... No, okay. <laughs> okay. I mean, I can elaborate. Yeah. Um, I like to be the center of attention. I also like find myself in toxic family relationships, just like Helen. I also would like 
probably be oblivious enough that like the killer could cut my hair at night. I'm a very hard Mm. sleeper. Also, the fisherman, I love petty revenge. I love to seek revenge. I love to plan revenge. I love to do things just like plant little petty seeds. Now I've never murdered someone. I want to make that very clear, but Mm, I do resonate. I also, you know what? I like a bucket hat too. So (laughs) I actually want to change my answer. I think I'm really Elsa, the useless sister. I'm in this scenario. I'd probably be Elsa who wasn't hustling enough to keep the killer out (laughs) by being honest. You don't know how many times in my life I just say, Elsa, open the goddamn door for no reason. <laughs> um, but I do. I didn't even do a combo platter this week. I am just Ben Willis. I'm only the fisherman. And for the very same reasons Chelsea said, I am petty and I hold a grudge. Haven't murdered anyone that I know about, but <laughs> I, but everything else, like sending anonymous messages before the internet, even like on paper, I, <laughs> I like notes in school. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Uh-huh. Okay. Ben Willis energy. How was it anonymous in like the locker? I wrote with my left hand. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so yeah. it really looked serial killer. You used oh the God. hook. Uh-huh. <laughs> And it wasn't threatening, just uh, like it was ominous, not threatening. Mm. Yeah. Just keeping things fun and fresh in the third <laughs> yeah. grade, you know, keep people on their toes. You're a purist, stalking, no murdering. Exactly. <laughs> Lois would be thrilled. Um, <laughs> God. We're going Sarah, to hell. Now we're going to put one minute on the clock and you can okay. give us a little synopsis. Okay. I wrote, I wrote it out because okay. I do my homework. Perfect. We appreciate it. Okay. Tell me when to go. Time starts now. Okay. Decades before we had A from PLL, we had four friends played by mostly actors with three names who are generally more well-known for other works, haunted by our fishermen (laughs) who they hit with their car after a 4th of July pageant and threw into the ocean so Reese Witherspoon's future ex-husband wouldn't get a DUI. What results is epic screams, several murders, and an accidentally great haircut, plus the marriage of the future Daphne and Fred from Scooby-Doo, written by the guy behind Dawson's Creek, which we know because of the Dawson's Beach reference. (laughs) That is incredible. That might be the best one we've ever had. I didn't want to say it because I know other guests listen and I don't want them to send us messages with writing with their left hand, but (laughs) I agree, Sarah. That's the best one we've ever had. Thank you. I'm just obsessed with the fact that they all have three names. (laughs) Truly. It's insane. My aunt asked me that when I was in middle school. She's like, don't you like anyone with two names? She's like, well, you have two and I don't like you. So quiet. (laughs) (laughs) So not you. Oh God. Um, so that was perfect. Let's start covering this movie. Actually, before we even get there, Chelsea, I need to curse you out because <laughs> Okay. Cool. <laughs> Welcome. Mm-hmm. Um we covered I know what you did last summer, mm-hmm. Cruel Intentions and Scooby Doo on this podcast. Mm-hmm. I made you watch Scream 2 a year ago, and I know you never saw Buffy. So do you consider yourself someone that likes Sarah Michelle Gellar or did you spend your life like not knowing she's an icon um I knew her you were introduced to her a year ago well I mean I knew her you knew she lived I knew she lived I knew she was an icon I knew what she was in but I just hadn't seen anything with her and she's fine she's fine she's fine (laughs) I'm offended too 
Lo- how just, do we log her out, Sarah? Yeah. I, I think she's fine. I think I like her. I like her. I, it took me a while to get used to her because like her. as somebody, <laughs> well, I, sound like you like I'm her. not you trying, her. I'm not trying to get a left-handed note, Sarah. So my neck her. is hot. <laughs> okay. I don't dislike her. I don't feel strong feelings for her. I think she's stunning. I think that she obviously is an icon in that time period. I don't think I have the pangs of nostalgia for her just because I did see all of her movies as a grown up. But it took me a while to figure her out because I knew her. I've seen her on magazines, posters, et cetera. I didn't realize that her voice sounded like she was wearing nose plugs. (laughs) So it took a while for me to like accept that that was not a character choice. And that was her voice was that she had a sinus infection. Oh my God. Well, if you ever watch the episode of Buffy where they sing, you will be shook to your (laughs) core because wow. (laughs) So did I, uh, <clears throat> you can start the episode. I will, will. I will. <laughs> I have to, this is, uh, Sarah, I know this is mixed company. I do apologize. This is something I would normally only say to Chelsea, but oh God. I just had to pull down my underwear because my privates are hot after listening to you say that. So <laughs> I am... I'm, so Sarah, you can, um, when we log off, I'm going to be writing about six sentences about my partnership with Donnie and how well okay. we're doing. So, you know, Great. just keep, keep tabs on this podcast. This is an exclusive, um, <laughs> the warning TK signs that it was coming to an end. Uh-huh. Yeah. Jesus, Donnie, never right, say well. that to another guest. That's sexual harassment. <laughs> I know. I'll send you the HR form when we're off. <laughs> I'd love to see what that looks like. <laughs> I wrote it with my left hand. Yeah, definitely. It's from it's from uh, the fisherman. <laughs> so during the opening credits, we see a drunk man sitting on the cliffs overlooking the ocean, and immediately I remembered how convoluted this movie is because we'll break down the plot obviously in this episode. But if you call me three hours from now, I won't be able to tell you the plot of this movie. I forgot about the beginning for sure. Yeah. The guy there's on the a lot cliff. Of, yeah. There's a lot of twists and turns and I can never tell if I'm stupid or if the movie is just like, oh, well, we have all these superstars, so we don't really need for dots to be connected, mm. you know? Yeah. Maybe both. Maybe both. Because I feel yeah. the same way about myself. Like I was like, this shouldn't be hard to follow, but I did find myself on the Wikipedia page um, yeah. double checking something at one point. And I was like, oh, this, I should, this is sad. Also, it was like, maybe if I waited five more minutes, they would have just explained it. But I was right. like, I was trying to, you know, get ahead of it. Yeah. Um, but even when they explain it though, it's just like to somebody else. I feel like everyone's a red herring, but they're still all connected. Like, I really no, thought Johnny Galecki. I was like, gotta be him. I was like, he's in this. Oh, yeah. oh definitely his fault. No. No. Mm-mm. Yeah. From Roseanne to first death. But they, <laughs> but they they were like, no, it's not David. It's David's girlfriend. No, it's David's girlfriend's sister. No, it's David's girlfriend's sister's father. Like, how far on this family tree do we need to go to find this killer? Right. And also, again, and he sh- may she rest in peace. Um, there's she's was not okay. Like there was, I don't, I know she <laughs> no. wasn't like the problem in the end, but like she was not acting normal with that shotgun either. <laughs> no. 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 Oh, I can't wait to talk about that scene. Oh, I should have okay. came prepared with the costume change. <laughs> Hi! <laughs> On the window. Okay, anyway. 
With the credits out of the way, we meet our cast. Helen Shivers, the true star of the movie, even though Chelsea, well, she might agree because she's not a can of beans or whatever Chelsea called her. I identified Um, as her. Yeah, but then you also hate Sarah Michelle Gellar. I don't hate Sarah Michelle. That said S-M-G-H-A-E-R. Well, you'll have to go patreon.com slash I'm the cute one to see my I hate Sarah Jessica (laughs) Parker shirt. I mean, that's not her name. Christ, shut up. Okay, all right. Keep going. Keep going. So the three Helen names is I know. You and my aunt get confused okay. by that. Helen Shivers is the true star of the movie, and she is crowned this year's Croker Queen. And her friends, Barry and Ray, watch from a dirty balcony that clearly nobody is, should be allowed in as Ray's girlfriend and silent feminist queen, Julie James, giggles and listens to them talk about how nice. Helen's boobs are. Now, I'm going to put my pussy hat on for a second because <laughs> Julie bothered me in this scene. She was practically complicit. So if it's a problem for you, Julie, speak up. And if it's not, shut up. But you like giggling and saying like, stop it, <laughs> made me angry. Look at you. You know what? I love Sarah Michelle Geller. Just Good. so we can have tit for tat there. I'm so proud of you. You're coming along. My little pupils coming along so nicely, Donnie. Uh-huh. You taught me well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, moving on. <laughs> so, so I think to talk about another movie that you're not here to discuss, Sarah, I think the faculty did a good job casting people that looked like they belonged in the town. We don't need to say what that means, but it looked like they belonged in the town they lived in. Mm -hmm. This movie though has like Hollywood elite. So it has Jennifer Love Hewitt, Sarah Michelle Gellar, Freddie Prince. And then because they're so like star studded, I forget that they're supposed to be white trash. (laughs) Yeah, I think the pageant reminds us. But other than that, I would agree. But the yeah, like looking at the poster, I was like, oh, and then you turn it on and yeah, not. Well, I don't like I know white trash transcends socioeconomic status. And I know that like they're supposed to be like the rich people and then the poor people who are jealous or wanting to be part of the rich people. But I never put it together that they're all supposed to be white trash until like I think about it and like these are all people I could have gone to high school with. So that, <laughs> that tracks like these, this is, this is like very true to uh, people that I went to high school with. Yeah. So, Cause mm-hmm. based on their homes, I think Barry has the most money, but he is like, obviously the most white trash. And maybe that's just cause Ryan Phillippe plays them. So they didn't have to be much acting there, but like, mm-hmm. yeah. 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 Julie I, I, pr- barely has a door on her house. <laughs> True. And they all, you can tell like college is like an interesting, like there is a dynamic there of whether they're going to go. And then if they don't go, it's kind of a big deal or like Julie's not doing well in school and that's not going over so hot at home. Um, But yeah, I don't know. I also just kind of got distracted because it's so like Dawson's creaky. Like, even though it's not like that underlying thing is there. So then I was like, Oh, are we in Cape side? Like is Katie Holmes going to show up anytime (laughs) soon? Like that kind of did distract me a little bit with the, which I don't know where they filmed this. Was it Wilmington? Mm-hmm. yeah okay so like that yeah. all the battle anytime they film anything and like that same thing it's like oh like are we in one tree hill are we in <laughs> yeah. like, i can't really get past that personally even though this was before those things yeah yeah i think yeah, that as soon that, yeah. as you see ryan Philippi in the as my uh brother and his friends have uh taken back the name in the white 
wife worshiper shirt. Mm. Oh, uh, yeah. That's when you know what kind of people we're dealing with here. You know, Very fair. The kind outside my house on the motorcycle gang because <laughs> they've arrived. Oh, our most frequent guest, <laughs> the motorcycle gang. I don't hear them. Oh, really? Okay, I then I'll either. continue. Um, but they're here. And my house is like near an intersection. So the motorcycle gang always gets stopped at a red light too. Mm. If you wonder why they're just out there. So You're just filming Grease 3. <laughs> yeah. Then I'm leaving. See ya. <laughs> um, yeah, so our main four are white trash, but only for now, at least, because Ray and Helen are moving to New York for him to sit in coffee shops on his laptop and for her to be an actress. And Julie is going to college to be a lawyer. Barry, however, is, I think, fine being white trash because he is going to stay where he is and starts a fight with Johnny Galecki for talking to Julie. And I forgot that he was in this movie because, you know... I know it's not a popular opinion, but I love the Big Bang Theory. I just, I do. I'm, I'm a Big Bang head. And I forgot that Leonard was in you? this movie. I've <laughs> never met one. Among other things. <laughs> well, because it makes other people want to bang their heads against walls. Um, but I do, I forgot that like he plays this role so well of like, the quote unquote nice guy. Like he's the guy that's like, he's nice. He's been your friend. And this is the type of guy who is like currently on a message board talking about how like females just don't appreciate the alpha male anymore. You know, like I truly, I was with you, Sarah. It had been a while since I had seen this. And I was like forgetting his role to play in this. Cause I immediately was like, oh, well him, he gotta be him. <laughs> gotta be him. Like I've yeah. seen this play out before him. Yeah. He did a good job. You're right for that. For that he reason. Did. Do you know Sarah Michelle Gellar's in the finale of the Bing Bang Theory, Chelsea? No, I. If you're you know. such a fan. Well, I'm. You know, I also have ADHD, so I haven't finished a show <laughs> in my life, and that's a lot of seasons. Uh-huh. It a is. lot. Too many. Yeah. There's a book coming out tomorrow, like about behind the scenes of the Big Bang Theory. So maybe you'll get some tea. Ooh. Oh wow! I have it's in my inbox. I haven't read it, but um, <laughs> I'm sure it's great. <laughs> For those who care. Oh, God, <laughs> Chelsea does. Banghead number one. So, <laughs> so the four friends ditched the town's July 4th party to have sex next to each other on a beach and tell scary stories about a man with a hook for a hand, which we'll talk in more detail on October 30th on our Urban Legend episode. Okay, I have a question. You know I have not seen Urban Legend, but I'm starting to become like, I'm like very nervous to cover that movie because Mm -hmm. these types of stories scared the shit out of me as a child. Like there were a couple that like fully is the reason I did not sleep from age like eight to present day until I fall asleep and sleep hard because the one with like the girl with the ribbon around her throat I used to did you ever hear this Sarah of like she had the ribbon around her throat and her boyfriend was always like why do you wear the ribbon why do you wear the ribbon and she wouldn't tell him and then finally she's on her deathbed and she's like okay it's time you can remove the ribbon and he takes the ribbon off of her head and her head falls off onto the ground (laughs) I used to and then her mother was the (laughs) mother of a murdered child (laughs) no but I I used to wake up in the morning and like check just to make sure that my head was on my neck and then the other one and I didn't even fully write this name in my outline bloody mary like that 
whole thing. I used to literally in the middle of the night, if I had to pee, I sprinted to the bathroom. I flicked on those lights. I shut my eyes tight because I didn't even want the mirror to know I was thinking those words to have her appear in the mirror. Oh, wow. wow. Yeah, I was really traumatized. (laughs) Did you guys get traumatized by any scary stories or just me? I only thing that comes to mind is there was some movie and I don't remember what it's called. This is kind of a bad story, but like (laughs) where whatever happened to the doll, whatever the girl did to the doll, what happened to her teacher? So like she would drag the doll up the stairs and the teacher (gasps) would fall down the stairs the next day. She would like, and like was doing, I can't remember if she was doing it on purpose or not, but I've always kind of been scared of dolls. And I remember like being like, oh, how powerful, like she's controlling the teacher and like kind of just remembering that in my head and like being terrified of it, that, and there was an episode of like days of our lives where someone got hit by a car and I was scared of cars for a while. Oh, wow. Those are the two things that traumatized me. <laughs> no, like, grandma fair. drove back and hit her, hit her granddaughter. And I was like, scared <gasps> to be behind cars. Well, Jesus. that was probably a good life lesson to chilling <laughs> <laughs> behind cars. God. Yeah. Um, Overall, all like, the chain, trauma- chain letters, chain emails. I can handle oh, those. Oh, yeah. I can handle those. You could, you said? Yeah, I could. Oh, okay. But I always forward it, of course. <laughs> Just in case. Yeah. yeah. Cover our bases. Right. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, all the trauma I've suffered, I already talked about in non-Halloween episodes, so nothing like that. But a scary story my grandfather used to tell, I was going to bring to this podcast and tell, but then there was like one word the main character's name I was like I've never heard that phrase before so I googled it before um coming to the podcast and sure enough it is <laughs> it is a slur that the Marines used yeah so I won't <laughs> I will not be telling the story today but I guess because I heard that story as a little kid and like openly told it in school throughout my entire life wow <laughs> is it like is the name central to the story could you change the name the name's all I remember because it's so crazy. <laughs> okay. Well, I couldn't tell you the story yourself. I just knew that he said, like, name here. He, like, told a scary story. And then the end, his little twist was name came out and said, go to hell. And then that was the end of the story. <laughs> wow. But sounds the like the name a good really story. makes it. It's unfortunate. I'm not allowed to say it. <laughs> Moving wow. on. Anyway, yeah, moving on. Now my neck is really hot. Yeah, make sure that HR packet is thick (laughs) when you send that to Sarah afterwards, please. Jesus Christ. Lord. So (laughs) Barry, Barry continues to be the problem here. And quite frankly, if Helen learns anything in this movie, I hope that it's the fact that she's better than him. She deserves Mm -hmm. better. He's awful. Yeah. Um, because the four drive home, but drunk ass Barry shimmies out of the sunroof like he's at a Vegas bachelorette party and he spills his liquor all over Ray. So with his eyes obviously not on the road, Ray hits a man that's crossing the street and the friends against Julie's better judgment decide to not tell the police and instead to dump his body in the ocean. And this is where I think they lost the plot, both the friends and Kevin Williamson. And they certainly lost me because this man, they have him on the dock. He reaches out, grabs Sarah Michelle Geller's crown. They push him in the ocean anyway. And then he fights with, um, Ryan Philippi under the sea. <laughs> like, you know, this man is not dead. It, that was shocking to me, which I knew he wasn't dead. Cause I, I remembered that, you know, he's the one who's whatever, yeah. but it's not even close to him being dead when they think right. they got away with something. Like he has a lot of life left in him. If you're fighting someone underwater for Sam Geller's crown, right. right? Like, 
Yeah. At this point, and I mean, like, if this really happened, I would know, like, shit, he knows I was going to kill him. But at this point, you either have to finish the job or, like, help him out and say, like, sorry, you fell My in bad. the water. We'll help you. Yeah. But you to leave him like this? No. You have to so finish So you're saying they, they were asking for it basically yeah okay and well, i think lois agrees <laughs> my whole thing is like we didn't see anybody check a pulse they literally <laughs> saw him and were like oh he's dead and it's like <laughs> if i asked somebody who has been hit by a car broken my face had a brown tooth like if i oh my god my worst nightmare that i was talking about happened to you <laughs> yeah i wasn't gonna traumatize you further that it does happen but i wasn't backed over i was hit on you know, straight oh, on. Yeah, okay. she was Ryan Philippide in Cruel Intentions. Yeah. Got, oh, got uh, it, the girl got was it. texting, so, you know, she didn't look up till the end. Oh, but, wow. Um, but, I, like, <laughs> they didn't have to have any of this happen because, number one, spoiler alert, that man just killed someone. So, like, he has things to hide, too. Yeah. But also, like, if they were like, oh, my God, we need to bring him to the hospital, put him in the car, saved his life, Right. Then they wouldn't have to worry about like a bucket we just hat found this and man a- on the side of the road. We're being good Samaritans. Yeah. Sorry, our friend Ryan Philippe is Philippe's drunk. Like he's not going anywhere in life. Right. Like we found him here. And then if even if that guy was like, no, they hit us or they hit me or whatever, they also saved your life. So like True. you scratch your our back, we'll scratch yours. We won't say what you were doing. What were you doing on this road, sir? You know? Exactly. An eye for an eye, like that Sylvester Stallone movie <laughs> mm-hmm. or whatever. It was exactly. <laughs> oh, wow. Cuties, you know I cannot see a movie without pretending I'm in it, and now it's your turn. Have you ever tried to use the Force when no one's looking, or thought about what superheroes would win in a fight? Then you'll want to stop what you're doing, (laughs) unless you're driving, and visit Sideshow.com. Your eyes do not deceive you. They have a life-size, impeccably detailed replica of the child from Star Wars The Mandalorian. Now, I don't mean to brag, but Sideshow did send me the child. I call him Baby Yoda. I have since learned that is not his name, but he is my son now, so I will be continuing to call him as such. And we have been playing dress up, having photo shoots, and just having a grand old time. But if that one doesn't speak to you, how about a movie-accurate statue of Christopher Reeve as Superman? They got that too. But just wait until you see the incredibly lifelike figures of Robert Downey Jr. as Iron Man. We are thrilled to have Sideshow sponsoring our podcast today. They offer a wide selection of premium figures, statues, and fine art from the worlds of Star Wars, DC, Marvel, Harry Potter, Lord of the Rings, and so much more. These limited edition, handcrafted, officially licensed collectibles bring pop culture's biggest icons to life in your home. And here is the best part. You can get an exclusive $50 off your first order of $200 or more. It's a great opportunity for new customers to dive into the world of high-quality collectibles. Or you can gift it to that super geek in your life. Perhaps that person in your life that you know would cringe when they hear that I've been letting my daughter sleep with my baby Yoda. And again, that I refuse to stop calling it Baby Yoda. Plus, shopping at Sideshow earns you 5% back in Sideshow rewards, meaning for every $100 spent, you get $5 back in rewards that can be used on future purchases. 
While geeking out is its own reward, your collection goes farther with Sideshow. So, what are you waiting for? Visit Sideshow.com, promo code CUTE1, right now, and get ready to let your geek side show. Oh, that's clever. Sideshow. Like Sideshow.com? I get it. So Barry swears them all to secrecy, which Julie, the future lawyer, it drags her feet over. And then he chokes her out over the car. And it is not funny. He does it throughout the whole movie, basically. And if he's not physically doing it, his eye, like he is choking her out with his mm-hmm. eyes. The whole if movie. he learns the force, it's all over because she's about to be like, <laughs> like put up against a wall via Jedi mind tricks any moment now. Really? He could not wait to beat her in this movie. And (laughs) Ray, with total, like, go ahead, girl, give us nothing energy, he just says, Barry, let her go. Like, that is your girlfriend being choked out by your best friend. And it was here that I realized Julie, if she only learns one thing this movie, is that she is better than Ray. Which she doesn't learn. She, she does. I don't know if you've ever seen. I still know she did last summer, but <laughs> they live. Spoiler alert: they're the only two who live again. Yeah, <laughs> and they're um... still together. <laughs> yeah, like for a year, I was proud of her. She stopped talking to everyone involved, and then even when they get back together, we'll touch on that. When they like refind each other, she's like, "Sorry, Ray, I can't even talk to you." And she like runs down the back store stairs at hospitals and stuff. She's not here for it, but. They do, yes. End yeah, up together. and that oversized sweater when he saves her life at the end, <laughs> he wins her over. That's all she needed. Yeah. Wow. Um. Yeah. <laughs> so I uh, thought you guys didn't go scene by scene, and now we're still in the intro. <laughs> this is because Donnie. This is because this is like one of his favorite movies. So okay. we're don't worry, Sarah. We're gonna get you out of here. Our our um personal aesthetic of this podcast oh, yeah. is that we spend like the first. 90 minutes or the, no. not, not 90 minutes 90 percent <laughs> sorry Sarah's eye, life just flashed before her eyes 90 percent of this podcast talking about like the first three scenes and then we're like and then all this plot happened and it is great yeah. by the way the best the beginning the beginning is the best part yeah 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 do not fret we're not moving at this pace the rest of <laughs> I was like we are still in the opening anyway well no because here we jump forward a year before i was rudely cut off no just (gasps) kidding you're right (laughs) yeah let's not please donnie jesus no that's why i get the wig the wig the wig is doing something to you tonight (laughs) the blonde wig like maybe take it off god i'll put that in the hr packet i will not wear a blonde wig again so we jump forward a year and the friends who have not spoken to each other since that night Nope. We jump forward a year and the four friends have not spoken to each other since that night. And a PTSD-ridden Julie comes home for the summer. And after being accused of drug use, she gets a letter in the mail with no return address. I know what you did last summer. You, in the 90s, you really had to work hard to stalk somebody. You couldn't send a text or IM or anything. And it really reminded me of when my church did the Pink Flamingo Project. Are you familiar (laughs) Your church? Yeah, it was it was called it was a fundraiser called the Pink Flamingo Project. Oh, you, you put to... flamingos in people's yards. Yes. Yes. I li- um I went to school in Ohio. They did that there. Oh wow, we did it in Pennsylvania as <laughs> yeah. well. Okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. So 
<laughs> so yeah and then if you had the pink flamingo in your yard you had to pay for the fundraiser so you had to like feels like on church the... to trap you into <laughs> yeah they're like not only did we clutter up your yard but now can you pay us please <laughs> yeah feels right yeah so you had no to offense, like everyone. do it when you knew they wouldn't be home it was fine it's like booing people like they do <gasps> yeah like, booing i don't know booing you would put yeah. you would you would ding door da- dash them and then they put a ghost in the window yeah, and you'd like wow. leave them like a present and then you'd uh-huh. go do it to someone else and you wouldn't know who did it to you. Oh, that's yeah. cute. It's like the friendly version of Ding Dong Ditch. Yeah, because huh. you got a little care package. Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Never knew. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, so Julie, Julie got Ding Dong Ditch. Yeah, th- Julie got booed. <laughs> Julie shows the note to Barry and Helen, who is not in New York and instead works the perfume counter at her family's department store. And they basically shrug it off. They're like, no, we're fine. And this is where I do have an issue with the teenagers of this movie because they really think they're doing something. Like they really think that they are, you know, they they reference Angela Lansbury later. They think they're J.B. Fletcher. They are about as subtle as like me in any social situation. <laughs> like they're like, we've been so careful as they're like openly talking about the murder that they committed in a department store. Mm. Like, they are so bad at being stealthy. And then also, I mean, jumping ahead a little bit, but like the four of them, it must be like talked about in the small town that like this friend group hasn't been seen together, talking together right. for the entire year. All of a sudden they're like congregating and whispering and <laughs> everybody has like worried, like stinky face, you know, they're all like, all the You're time. so right. That's the real story is if everyone came back from summer and these four, not only did the two couples break up, right? And clearly they were somewhat cool. At least Helen was yeah. or thought she was, they break up and they aren't friends anymore. Like that's all my town would be talking about. Right. Yeah. Hell now when I see, I'm like, oh, they haven't posted with them in a while on Instagram. Like let's make up a reason they're not friends anymore. Yeah. And we know that the four of them had sex together on that beach on <laughs> right. July 4th. And I'm sure other people know too. Exactly. <laughs> Johnny Galecki probably was watching and taping the whole thing. Let's be honest. Well, that's another thing too. Like they just beat the shit out of Leonard. They're like, yeah. I know you saw us that night. And it's like, okay, well now. Yeah. Settle. Ask like, like luckily he gets murdered. No offense to Leonard, <laughs> but like, like now he knows like, wait, what happened that night that I saw you, you know? Right. Well, that's exactly what happens because Barry confronts him and then the killer we find out is hashtag team Barry because he's like yeah fuck Leonard and he kills he's him. mine <laughs> yeah no one so, messes with Barry but me <laughs> so one way or another Johnny Galecki is not talking because he has a fish hook through his like esophagus now no sorry Chelsea I didn't write the movie no that's I'm like- saying I know and that's the oh. thing is like what is this killer's deal because he's just like casually chopping up randos but like letting Ryan Philippi like shower in peace, stealing his jacket, like running him down in a car, like, and then just meanwhile, poor Barry didn't do anything except for like, say, hashtag not all men. And (laughs) yeah, much less, much like this podcast, the pacing of the killers, like antics were all over the place. Like he came out the gate sticking someone in the neck with a hook. And then he just plays pranks for 24 hours. Right. I think that's part of it, though, is he's just trying to torture them. Like, you don't know mm. when I'm going to get you. Or that's true. 
also just because there is like only four characters in the film so <laughs> and they again they do kill two out of four of the main ones which is yeah. not what they do in a lot of i mean i'm right. not i don't know that much about that many horror movies but big names like that you don't always yeah. see get killed in movies especially and especially the sarah michelle geller scene not to jump ahead but that's a long one and you uh-huh. know like she added her contract like i will not be in this film if i'm killed first or if i don't make it to like yeah. this mark because that was dragged out yeah and i don't blame her right and also that... buffy would would make it that long yeah but, sure yeah fight her little bones off (laughs) so so Chelsea you touched on it but when Barry was at the gym the killer all he does is steal his jacket and makes Barry run around in a towel before he hits him with a car I need to pause the recap for a second because this scene is very memorable to me like Mm -hmm. this and the hand job scene from Cruel Intentions and the photo sheet photo shoot of David Boreanaz in the tub and the photo shoot of Mark Wahlberg and the Calvin Kleins like Mm. those are my sexual awakening love it yeah were there is there like a pop culture moment that was yours that's a really good question I will say I watched Cool Intentions for the first time when I was very young I Um, saw that that movie when I was like seven because my (laughs) cousin was babysitting and she liked it. And I brought this up to her recently and she was like, I did not do that. And I was like, oh, like I'll never forget seeing like Ryan Phillips' ass. <laughs> like I was there, um, like you did it. And um, so that movie was like a huge of like, oh, wow. And then also my other cousin was babysitting me and put on Degrassi um, when I was way too young. Uh-huh. And I remember Sean from Degrassi who like, I still like have weird feelings like how much <laughs> I am into him. So those were like very, very niche, but both my cousins just like exposing me to things earlier than probably planned. And then also on that same episode of Degrassi, the girl cut herself with a compass. And I was scared of math class for like three years. (laughs) Yeah. 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 You you were like just dodging cars, (laughs) avoiding compasses, just like a lot of my life is so hard, you guys. (laughs) So for me, I think um, okay, number one, the fox in Robin Hood, the Disney, he did something like he is a Bernie bro that puts his money where his mouth is. He walks the walk and talks the talk, but also Sean and Angela of Mm. Boy Meets World. Like I should have known back then that something was going on when I wanted to date both of them. But alas, (laughs) it would take me another 20 years to realize that I'm bisexual. And then also they were a good one. Alan Iverson, his press conference when he was like practice. I don't need no practice. Oh, that did something deep inside. I was like, he's a rule breaker. What a bad boy. Oh, Alan Iverson, AI. Love have her. you ever seen the episode of Boy Meets World with Jennifer Love Hewitt? Yes. We're covering it on the Patreon. Oh, okay. Yes. Iconic. Iconic. Yeah. yeah. Jennifer Love Pfefferman. Jennifer Love Bag of Beans. Yeah. Don't iconic. Dare. <laughs> so. Girlfriend Julie... of Wolf Dell at the time. <laughs> What'd you say? Girlfriend of Wolf Dell. Oh, time. yeah. Uh, she really has no type. Because she went from Wolf Dell to, what's his name? Jamie Jamie, not Jamie King, that's the woman. Jamie, you know the one from Scream. Yeah, yeah. Just no type, not right. across the board. Whatever, God bless you. So Julie has been doing her homework and knows that David Egan is the person they hit. So when she and Helen try to search the internet for more information, they learn that two summers ago, his fiance died when he crashed his car into the sea. So Helen and Julie pay a visit to David's sister, Missy, played by Anne Heche perfectly to get some answers and missy is a little chatty so the two find out she lives alone her mother's institutionalized and while she doesn't know any of david's friends there was the guy that 
came to pay his respects after David's death named Billy Blue. Mm. Billy Blue. Which, spoiler alert, we're going to skip ahead to the end for a second. We find out Ray went by the alias Billy Blue. So when he went to visit Missy, but Missy says we were sweet on each other for two minutes. Did Freddie Prince Jr. fuck Anne Hayes? I think he did. (laughs) He was going deep undercover. Like, and was he really, like, he was going undercover, but, like, did he fall for her for a second because Julie left him? Like, I didn't remember it that sounds part. like it. Because I, I, when she said that, I was like, oh, that's Freddie Jr. He's going to be the boat. Like, it was coming back to me. I was like, but wait, I don't remember them, like, hooking up. I watched this movie at least once a year, and this is the first time I've heard her say, like, we fucked you guys. <laughs> <laughs> I don't get a lot of visitors, but when I do, <laughs> yeah. we go upstairs. Uh-huh. She's yeah. like, I was... <laughs> Uh, no go ahead yeah um what was the plan here though like what was the plan and this is where like I did have to almost like draw like a Venn diet I had to like make a chart I had to like take string and like you know always figure out the meme yeah (laughs) like I was trying to figure it out but like what was their plan they walked up to this house they're like oh my car broke down and then they start asking like incredibly intrusive questions about her deceased brother she answered fine though she i think brought him up actually (laughs) yeah she walked right into it they're geniuses (laughs) yeah they were like we have to use your phone she's like you know who can't use the phone my (laughs) dead brother (laughs) tell me more about that did he have any friends was there anyone (laughs) could you give me the name of his best friend but she answered though so that's on her True, well, she's, but I you're right. What was the plan also with the like the because like did Sarah Michelle Gellar actually call Triple uh, A or whoever <laughs> right. just in case and they would have to like pay the fee or whatever <laughs> or whoever that is in the town like the whoever didn't go to college comes to help uh. them with their car um, or like what was because and then they sat in the car for way too long after yeah they should have sped out of there as soon as it happened because then that's what gave her hey time to do that <laughs> which again was beautifully done and just like that. And then, like, held onto the window as they drove away. Like, there was something wrong there. Like, they didn't give us enough. I know it was just supposed to be a spooky, like, red hair, but she was, I think she was in on it. That's like a children under the stairs type of situation. She yeah. hadn't seen the sun for a while. She's escaped from somewhere. <laughs> she hasn't. She, her, her lover who was sweet on her hasn't been by. No. Yeah. She had Billy Blue Balls. So <laughs> that's what would have been great is if if Jennifer Love Hewitt brought if Julie brought it up to him like while like they're like getting back together. She's like, wait, did you sleep with Mama <laughs> That's what they need to put in the sequel. And I'm surprised mm-hmm. Kevin Williamson again wrote this. Like in Dawson's Creek, that's what would have happened. He would have oh, not yeah. gotten Absolutely. out of the killer situation without resolving the love triangle or the like potential indiscretion that wasn't even actually anything wrong because they were dating. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like they would have been like fine. And then all of a sudden that sister shows up like, you oh, know, yeah. and it's, like starting school again. Like I'm going to re-enroll. And then it'd be like a whole season of like, oh, fuck, here we uh-huh. go. Yeah. Just walking mm-hmm. around barefoot holding a That should have been the sequel. <laughs> it should have. So Helen goes home and pours herself a Diet Coke without recycling the can or putting oh. the glass in the sink. I just like Diet Coke. <laughs> <laughs> love that spawn you said what aged well that aged well for me it sure did because that's what i do before bed too but it really pissed me off that she didn't recycle or put her dirty dish in the sink but like i said white trash (laughs) so while she is not doing either of those things the killer sneaks into her closet and waits probably to kill her but then her bitch sister says oh, you'd be nothing without your hair so i think she actually saved her life because then he gives her a haircut (laughs) 
pretty similar to Josh Hartnett's in the faculty. And then, <laughs> and then the next day, Julie finds Krabs and Johnny Galecki's corpse in her trunk. So she runs the rest of the way to Helen's house. But by the time she gets there and back, the body and the crabs are gone, which I do have to like say, I've been to Red Lobster plenty of times and that trunk would have smelled like crabs. Mm-hmm. Cool. And they came back body. and they're like, oh, did the crabs carry the body away? Well, yes, there's a skeleton and seafood in my trunk. You smell it, Barry. That was good, Ryan Philippi. <laughs> Thank that. you. Thank you. Oh. My God, I've been practicing. Yeah, he, the way that Ryan Philippi talks is like his jaw is wired shut. Like he's got that yeah. same sort of uh-huh. like, he doesn't really quite open his mouth at all. You know? Oh, but when I talked about his lisp on the Cruel Intentions episode, you looked at me like I was some kind of monster. And um, he said, could you be more desperate to read it? <laughs> I said jaw wired shut. I want to make that. I want to make that distinction. But I also agree as a Maryland girl born and raised, it takes a long time to get the crabs. You have to wash your hands like 16 times before you're going to get the crab smell off of the fingers. And also, where did the body go, though? Like, that's where, again, the plot is lost a little bit. I know that this fisherman has been plotting this revenge for quite some time, but like that was very, a very short amount of time to transfer that court. And on a main road. Mm-hmm. No witnesses. <laughs> I guess it all just comes down to, yeah, like he was trying to get them to like turn against each other for fun. I guess. Yeah, yeah because he anyway. cuts her hair, he takes Barry's coat and hits him with a car and he puts a dead body in Julie's trunk and then he just gives Ray a letter. Yeah, why? What? And I know that's what like Ryan Philippe said, but it's so true. Yeah. Also, you, how you feel about um smg is how i kind of feel like about freddie prince jr like he doesn't really do it for me i don't really get it now i the way okay so i love everybody in this movie but i feel like freddie prince jr is a bit can of beans a little bit yeah um, that's what i mean like i don't he yeah. doesn't feel like he's as in it and maybe because they don't give ray as much like to work with like he is just kind of there and like maybe because yeah. you're supposed to think he's like for that five seconds like he's the killer but i don't know like he's he's not the best I agree a hundred percent. Cause when, when he's like, no guys, I don't know what you're talking about. I didn't know if it's bad acting because Ray is the killer and like, he's acting badly right. or just Freddie Prince Jr. Can't act. It was giving Fred like his future in Scooby too. <gasps> yes. Like that was the vibe I was getting. Well, I also think it's bad casting. It should have been flipped. Yeah. I believe that Ryan Philippi is like going to be a stinky boating blue collar man that can like pull up Mm -hmm. fish and like somehow make it hot and he's going to be sweaty and like on that ship freddie prince jr is a man that gets a manicure he's not going to be like gutting fish and like pulling things i agree but i don't think that the cast should be flipped then i think we just need to kick freddie prince jr out jeremy sisto was originally cast as him and he would have been perfect yeah because barry does not get manicures he needs his hands rugged when he chokes a female. <laughs> true, true. I don't think Freddie Prince Jr. could have could have choked anyone. No, could you imagine? <laughs> Terrible. No, no. <laughs> true. Uh, oh God. So it's July fourth, and the group decides to split up. Julie's taking a yearbook to Missy to shut to make her show her who Billy Blue is. Ray wants to run away and start fresh. Helen has to ride in the parade as the outgoing Croker Queen, and Ray will keep watch, which is kind of tough since everyone in the town wears raincoats. Um, yeah. <laughs> 
And when Barry tackles that old man, I understood, like I had PTSD with him because when I was a little kid at the bus stop, I hugged the wrong woman. I thought it was my mom just based on jeans. And I still think about it to this day and have hot flashes. Like I can't. That was my worst nightmare. Hated it. Add it to the list of things, you know, we all survived. But that's so true. There's so much emphasis of like, Helen can't miss the parade. God forbid we skip the fucking parade so we don't all die in our open target. We got to get the crown up there. But I liked her dress a lot, I will say. The dress and she turned that haircut out. I thought the hair looked great like that. It also gave like that whatever season, I think probably two of Buffy. Mm -hmm, She had that same mm -hmm. haircut, which reminded me of it. But also that's like a bridesmaid dress that I see people wear all the time. Not like the crystals on this top, (laughs) but like the cut of it and like the fabric. I was like, oh, that looks great. I literally wore this dress to my brother's wedding last month without the crystals. But like the crystals, yeah. The beholden silk thing. Yep, 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 yep. Mm. Yeah, great, you, but like maybe skip this year in the parade. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and you also you know her sister was pissed that that hair ended up looking cute too. Oh yeah, it's like yeah. that's all the sister had over her was like, oh you're so narcissistic and like you are so attached to your hair, and now it's like, no bitch, I've got like a cute little lob, and I'm still yeah. rocking that too. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh my god, sorry Elsa. <laughs> you're gonna I love kill Elsa too. though. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so Julie finds out through Missy that David was not the killer. In fact, he was killed last summer and she figures out that David's fiance's father is the murderer. So now that that is figured out, the fishermen's upgraded from little April Fool's jokes to a murder spree. But before their bodies can be murdered, their eardrums need to be because it's the talent portion of the croaker cream competition. And when that old lady sings fame, <laughs> I, I just, I don't know what pageant that woman and Sarah Michelle Geller are both at. The croaker queen one in North Carolina. <laughs> Which was she, she was supposed to be competing for this year's croaker queen. She won yeah. 20 years ago. Queen. <laughs> yeah. This felt like all stars. Like they brought Sarah yeah. Michelle Geller back and the winner from 1953. Oh, gee. Like she was the original croaker queen. It was kind of giving like that scene in Dirty Dancing where her sister is singing, uh, yeah. but like even worse. <laughs> that was crazy. I, I did so, not remember that woman being that old. No, ever. me neither. <laughs> me neither. Wild. Uh, but I bet her, Helen and Barry wish that listening to this old woman saying was the least of the problems because then Helen witnesses Barry being slaughtered in the balcony. And now we talked about pacing, Sarah, and here we go, because now I'm going to read you three paragraphs about the last 20 minutes of the movie. Okay, well, buckle so, up. <laughs> so as we know, the killer moves quickly because by the time the police and Helen arrive upstairs, the body is gone. Helen's erect and a pretty white woman so the police offer to take her home unfortunately this little shit stick mayberry ass reject doesn't believe a word of (laughs) helen's story so he walks right into the killer's trap getting him gutted and leaving helen locked in the back of a police car thus begins the greatest chase scene in cinematic history taking us from the back alley through the town square to shivers department store up an elevator out a window into a dumpster and back down another alley where helen ultimately gets cut up behind a stack of tires as a marching band plays 10 feet away from her my girl (laughs) she did it it should have been the other way around they should have killed ray and julie and kept very alive please Mm -hmm. yeah yeah and then i know they replaced sarah michelle geller with brandy in the sequel Mm -hmm. but like i would rather sarah michelle geller and brandy 
combo platter. Yeah, Yeah. I just can't. (laughs) I do love that we know Jennifer Love Hewitt's emotional state based on like the greasiness of her bangs. I do very much resonate with that of like, we can literally tell what's going on in her psyche based on just like how much Garnier Fructis has been plopped on that head. And like, I feel like she adds a necklace every time too. Like the amount of necklaces she's wearing by the end, I was like, what are, what are we doing? When did we have time to accessorize? (laughs) And the more stressed out she is, the less clothes she's wearing too. Yes. Less clothes, more necklaces and bad bangs. The bangs are wild. (laughs) What they do to her bangs. Wild. In those last couple of scenes before she's like, then, then, but then she's got great hair. Not to strip. I'm sure you might have more to say before that, but the scene at the end. Uh, she's got gray hair. Yeah. You know, yeah. she's uh, trauma is healed. She's mm-hmm. she, maybe she's born with it. Maybe it's just yeah healing what, from what past trauma. For it, Neutrogena in real life. Oh, she Something. was one of them. Yeah. yeah. I feel like she left the set from this shower scene at the end and went right to set for that because she that was a magazine, baby. <laughs> <laughs> but before we get there, Julie is about to get on Ray's boat to tell him everything she learned when she spots the name of his boat, Billy Blue. So she Again, runs away from Again, not subtle. Him. No, no. Like you're going to make your alias what you've literally named your ship. <laughs> we know he's not the smartest. That's true. Did, what did we, what do you expect from <laughs> Ray here? But why wouldn't he have told his friends the truth of that? Because like for him to think that Anne Hayes would have not saw the boat. Fine. I mean, you are fucking. Maybe you would have brought her to the boat. True. I guess you can't now. But that girl never left the woods. <laughs> she's she's the well crawdad sing chick. <laughs> yeah, I don't even know if she owned shoes. <laughs> Neither did the girl from where the crawdad. <laughs> you didn't see it. That's what you missed. <laughs> yeah, but those friends were eventually going to see that boat. Right. As soon as they said the words Billy Blue, I would have Honestly, said, Honestly, I, I appreciated it because I was like, oh, it was so obvious. Like, I am one of those people who needs movies to spell it out mm. for me. It and did, it was on the quite side of the literally boat. spelled out for me. Um, so, like, I need, like, the I am Lord Baltimore. Like, I need that <laughs> yeah. moment. Like, important for me as a movie watcher. So, uh-huh. I, I liked that part. <laughs> I am Billy Blue. This yeah, is my literally. ship. Uh, mm-hmm. It said it. But I guess then the other guy should have had one that said, I am Ben, because (laughs) Julie could have used that as well, because she's so she's running from Ray and then onto this other fisherman's boat. She sees a fucking serial killer shrine like the Always Sunny in Philadelphia meme, but like pictures of her and her friends in the street, news articles from uh, Susie Egan's death and stuff. Like it's clearly the man that's been chasing you, Mm -hmm. but it's not until he comes in and says like, when you kill someone, better make sure they're still dead. But she like decides she needs to run away. I'm like, yeah. Julie, get your fucking Fourth of ass July, in you gear. should be doing stuff like murdering people and running people over and leaving people for dead. Like that's what he says. <laughs> like, he's wow. just saying taglines for the movie. Yeah. Yeah, he's the he's the copy editor there. Oh my god! You know, also he's been like waiting for this. He's been practicing. He's been like spinning around in the chair, just like practicing for this moment. He wanted Julie. He didn't really care about the other ones. She was the one he wanted. Which I don't know why she was the one. Oh, maybe because she knew better. Maybe because everybody else just went away, like went with it. But she fought the whole time and still did it. Okay, maybe or maybe like she's just the star of the movie. (laughs) 
I'm just kidding. But no, you're right. That's actually a good rationalizing because if he was conscious and like heard any of it, he was like, you were my only chance. Like he was conscious, Sarah. He grabbed a woman's crown. (laughs) And he could tell the difference because you have Sarah Michelle Gellar's vocal fry or whatever you said. And Jennifer Love Hewitt. And she said, delivery. Don't do it. Oh, I'm going to do it. (laughs) She does not sound like that. I don't think she does either, but. (laughs) Oh my God. But she does have a turned up nose. So maybe that changes her vocal, whatever, Chelsea. So (laughs) then another chase ensues, this time at sea. And as Ray sneaks aboard, Julie comes across the bodies of her friends in an ice chute. Is that what that is? I don't know. I'm not familiar with the fishing industry, but when I've had so many jobs, I hated my entire life. So when I used to work at the condo in Philadelphia and had to put flyers under people's doors, telling them that their water would be turned off, I would walk down the hallway like Regina George and throw them under the door like that just to make it more fun. But when I worked at Bubba Gum Shrimp Company and had to like fill up the ice machine, I would always pretend I was Julie at this part, like (laughs) digging through and then screaming. Wow. That's, My manager that's... was like, is there a rat in there? I was like, no, Sarah Michelle Geller. Oh, you were literally <laughs> just screaming in the back? Yeah. I, every I day? Was acting. Oh, not every day. Like once a week, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like... The Bubba Gum Shrimp version of like pretending you're in a music video looking out the window. <laughs> yeah, just digging through the ice machine. Wow. So I this was we had two ice machines just to specify you you can eat a bubblegum shrimp company my dirty hands weren't in the ice we had an ice machine where the ice would be used for the shrimp and then an ice machine where the ice would be used for drinks I only used my hands in the shrimp okay I was machine. not aware that this was a digging with your hands situation like I know I you were miming it like with uh-huh. your hands but I thought that was like with uh, you know scoop ice scoop so. uh-huh well, now you know the truth so method when acting tra- <laughs> When trying to hook Julie, Ben's hand gets stuck in rope and gets sliced off, and his body gets tossed into the sea. However, when the police arrive, only his hand is pulled out of the ocean, trapped on that net, still holding the hook. So we move forward one more year. Julie and Ray are together. She's happily enrolled in college, and... Ben is back as a naked Julie sees the message, I still know, written in shower steam on the door. Cue the sequel. Cue the sequel. But also, like, don't cue the sequel because the hearing, like, the, you hear her scream. I don't know. It makes it seem like this made it to me, like, why did the sequel happen? Like, she knew he was still alive, I guess. made $126 million. No, I know. And I've seen the sequel. <laughs> I think I might have even seen the third one at one point, which is totally oh, no, I I'm can't always, I can't that. quit. I can't okay. quit. I just, like, let them roll. Yeah. Um, but she, obviously, I know it's to show he's still alive, but, like, he would have killed her in that shower. She wouldn't have gotten out of that. So. To is it a dream? Th- yeah. So okay. like in the sequel, it starts with a new scene where the he kills her. And then she's like, she wakes up and she's talking to a therapist and she's like, I oh, keep okay, having right. dreams where he kills me. Right. Okay. Got it. Got okay. it. Got it. Got it. I so. forgot. Thank mm. you. That's no, like the original, think... original clickbait. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Genius. Well, let's jump into final thoughts <laughs> then. Let's do it. I do. I do have to say, I do love this movie. This is perfect for I do too. season. So if we were to bring this movie to present day, who would we cast in a remake or what would we want the plot to a sequel to be? It's so hard because it like literally was done, not only a sequel, but like also a TV show of this also like Pretty Little Liars. I just like picture any of the Riverdale kids running around. 
Um, yeah. And even like the new Pretty Little Liars, it yeah. like oh, makes yeah. like references to horror movies nonstop. I don't know if you tuned in, um, uh, sure but did. it's it's kind of what I would imagine a version of this would be. Now yeah. I didn't watch the I know she's a summer TV show, um, and then you also have like the Camila Cabello Shawn Mendes song. So I feel like they've done <laughs> every version of this. Yeah, yeah, and Donnie's gonna get mad because I did not do this assignment, but this time it's not because I forgot. It's because I literally ran into that same problem of every single time I mean every time I come up with what I think is like a super original sequel Donnie's like oh you mean this popular movie that you just watched or this popular movie but it truly I think Pretty Little Liars does capture that perfectly of like getting that text message being traumatized and terrorized via social media like I I do think it's been done again and again and I also don't think I mean there is something very unique about these slasher films in the 90s where they really did pull like the biggest stars of the time to do this and I just can't imagine a world where we're getting like the biggest movie stars all together to do like a film like this that's true yeah like would it have to be like Selena Gomez and like, I'm trying to think of people Harry I write Styles. Out every day. Harry Styles, Selena Gomez, directed by Olivia Wilde. Um, <laughs> yeah, good. That's, that's, yeah, like, you have a point. It has to be like everybody all together, though, because it's like mm-hmm. everybody right. that was in this movie, like even the B cast characters were still somebody. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, it's kind of like that movie, Do Revenge, that came out that has <gasps> that's like, true. a lot because yeah. Sophie Turner is your side character mm-hmm. true so with that same yeah. energy in that sense where they had a, like a deep like a cast that went pretty deep there your Sarah Michelle Geller. yeah um mm-hmm. yeah and like someone gets hit by a car in that too <laughs> Spoiler an epidemic it was an <laughs> epidemic in the 90s add it to the excel add this movie to the excel spreadsheet somebody's got going because it was every single 90s movie there was a car you have two. to make one of those there was what? two car two getting hit by a car True. In this movie. And Sarah Michelle Geller is always included. Wow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, she didn't do it. I'm just <laughs> making those circle charts. Um, I did do the project, Chelsea. I want to hear. And <laughs> so I made it a sequel, but I made it like how Halloween is doing it, where they're pretending the other sequels didn't exist. So in mm-hmm. this one, it's 25 years after the original attack. And Julie's daughter is preparing to leave for college, but then the daughter goes missing and a letter turns up in her place. And Julie knows Ben will never forget that summer. So then she has to start talking to the daughter's father again. Enter Ray. I'd watch it. So you're really trying to fuck that writer up or whoever wrote that book. (laughs) I think she she passed. (laughs) Okay. If she didn't, this idea has taken her out. <laughs> that actually sounds really good, though. No, Thank it does you. sound Thank good. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> and the daughter can be played by oh, yeah. Charlotte Prince. The uh, <laughs> Oh, yeah. Because they show her face now. Yeah, Perfect. she was at the Do Revenge premiere. Yeah. Um, so there you go. <laughs> she kind of, she got the, she got, she's brunette. Yeah. She I love Hulu's that. Daughter. Love it. <sighs> Love it. So final, final thoughts. What for us about this movie aged well and what aged like blockbuster? I actually was surprised at how well the fashion aged. I know that mm-hmm. that's like what's in right now. But like I said, that bridesmaids, that dress was what I wrote down. Helen's green dress and yeah. the Diet Coke sponsorship. Um, <laughs> and uh, just the main cast. Honestly, yeah. like they all aged really well to take this literally. <laughs> 
Yeah. I think the technology, like we've alluded to, I think that's something that age like blockbuster, the fact that there's going to be like mail arriving for <laughs> an invitation to a party or just like a casual death threat, like that would yeah. need to be updated. But honestly, a lot of it, especially compared to a lot of the movies that we cover on this podcast, a lot of it holds up. We didn't get I don't think any slurs, which is always a win for no. this podcast. They were like Just making the one slurs like grandpa, a, yeah. and like fish, whatever they call what's his name in the beginning, like a, they call him something for fish. Like the insult was fish related. Oh yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So they lean into that. So anyone from like a fishing town might've been, have issues, but other than <laughs> yeah. that, I feel like you're right. It doesn't. But even like the commentary on like classism, it was mm-hmm. kind of done purposefully where it wasn't yeah. like, you know, I mean, we called them white trash a million <laughs> times, but that also, again, it, white trash transcends socioeconomic status. So that wasn't a commentary on anybody's station in life or occupation. But I, I think honestly, like a lot of this holds up well, obviously the cast holds up great. I I do. love, And I didn't even really miss the technology. Like I was actually like, obviously I thought about it, but I feel like age as well. We're now obviously kids would watch it and be like, they don't have phones, but I don't know. Like they, it didn't, I don't know. It worked still because like, wasn't that long. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. The length was good. Every movie now is over two freaking hours. And oh, I enough. hate it. Oh, hate it. Yeah. I don't let Chelsea pick the movies around here anymore because okay. we fell into a pattern two weeks in a row. Mm, but anywho, what age 12 for you, Donnie? Or everything aged well. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, this is the part I didn't do because I really think everything aged well. And I truly do love Elsa. She was on like three episodes of Say by the Bell. I've she never was? seen that actress again. Oh, she was in the Mortal Kombat movie too, I think. Oh, who was she yeah. in Say by the Bell? Anyone memorable? Mm, she dated Zach for a couple episodes. Oh, one of those. So no. <laughs> yeah. She was no, if she's not Kelly or Stacey Carosi. Oh, no. She was not Stacey Carosi. All right, so that's the end. Thank you, Sarah, so much for coming. We had a great Thank time. Thank you. I had a great time. What a journey this was. Yeah. And <laughs> sure. so if yeah, you're don't not you feel like along... you were hit by a car afterwards? <laughs> don't. No. That's one of our biggest fears, Donnie. That's the final nail in the coffin. <laughs> well, now that she did it, she's not afraid anymore. Yeah, I was going to say, if you're not following along on the Patreon, Donnie is actually holding a gun to her head right now. To <laughs> oh tell... She's saying, I had a great time. No, she... oh, that's not true. No, I know it's a fish hook. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm in theme at least. Uh, yeah. Sarah, let everyone know where they can follow you and listen to you and all the things. Um, I am at Sarah Heron on all the platforms and I do cover the bachelor quite a bit. Unfortunately, we are in a tough spell um, in bachelor nation, but if you want to rant with me or listen to me, attempt to ask these people this question, best questions I can um, without getting yelled at by ABC, you can listen to us weekly here for the right reasons podcast. Um, or yeah, just go read us If you're looking for something to kill time, get your news. Thank you again. And thank you everyone for listening. We will talk to you later but before we do next week we're covering practical magic with hannah brown i and love it's that a, movie me too me but it's been too. such a long time since i watched it i forgot that it was about nothing <laughs> it well it's like seven movies in one yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah 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 it was yeah. like a little anthology <laughs> yeah. but they looked they looked cute they drank oh, margaritas they great. it was exciting yeah, yeah midnight margarita it's a good time Mm-hmm. So we will talk to you later. Love you like a sister. Bye. Bye. 
Thank you for listening to I Am The Cute One, a nostalgia podcast. If you liked what you heard, be sure to give us a five-star rating and subscribe to our show. You can follow me at Real Donnywood on Instagram and TikTok. And if you want more of my personal brand of chaos, check me out at Ono Chels on Instagram. And for uncut, unedited, and unhinged video and audio footage of current episodes of I Am The Cute One, head to patreon.com slash IamTheCuteOne. And go to IamTheCuteOne.com for the most chaotic merch on the planet. Talk Talk to to you later. later. Love you like a sister. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.